What's up, everyone? Uh, welcome back to a. Well, it's been a bit of a gap between our a couple of recordings, but another edition of the um, Back of the One Three Five Late Film Reviews. COVID's got us uh, all hungering down and uh, catching up on all those old movies. So I'm here back with the boys again, and we're just going to catch up on uh, on a classic that uh, I'm sure most of you uh, would have watched. Um, so I'm joined by the also Cameron. What's up, boys? What's up, brother? Good to be here again. You're right, man. It's been it's been ages. Been waiting for the next one, man. I'm ready. Yeah, ready man. to go. Ready to go. <laughs> Got the also Danny here, back up from Wellington. What's up, man? What's up, boys? What's up, boys? Good to be back here. Uh, I missed the uh, last one, but I'm um, yeah excited for this one. Well, we, well, we we purposely missed you on that one because we, you used to walk around like Tom Paul. <laughs> From Flutter, from That's Flutter why I cut my hair. That's why I cut my hair. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Darlene in from, um, from out south, uh, we've got the also Stace. What's up, man? What's up, boys? Thanks for having me again, man. Love the movie podcast, so glad to be here. Thank you, bro. Look, before we before we get into things, man, just a quick catch-up. How, how are you guys doing? You know, uh, we're into to week two of um, COVID level three. Well, you know, we're in the middle of, um, someone said someone came with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> You know, how, how are you guys? How are you guys doing, man? No, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, well, obviously, in my industry, uh, we've been um, held back because we can't operate uh, at level three. We can only operate at level two. So I've been at home with the with the kids. Actually, locked down. So um, no, it's been good. I enjoyed. I actually enjoyed the last lockdown. So this lockdown's uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying this one too because uh, you know get to uh, do some exercise and start. Um, <laughs> Healthy eating and uh, all that kind of stuff. Well, the movie we're doing would have should have inspired you even more. You, know? <laughs> you cams, what about you cams? Yeah, not bad actually. Um, just looking back at the last lockdown we had and level three at that time, it's it's quite different. I think it's more casual, and everybody out there knows what they're doing in terms of like experiences from what happened last lockdown. So I think all in all, it's been good. Stace? Yeah, no, not too bad. Similar to the boys, say, eh? to spend a bit more time with the kids, which is always good. But I've I've got to work through, so just working from home and trying to set myself up a little uh, sort of makeshift office, similar to the first lockdown, and just keep working from home. But yeah, not too bad. Trying to stay away from the fridge, that's my biggest thing. It's hard when you're sitting right next to it all the time uh, at home, so we still feel challenged, so yeah, I'm trying to stay on top of it. Shot, man. So we're going to touch, uh, we're going to open up, so our movie, the movie that we've uh, chosen, it's a movie from uh, that was released in 1987, and it starred uh, someone that you know, pretty much there's only three big guns that come out, you know, when we talk about action stars coming out uh, of the 80s. And it's a Sylvester Stallone movie called Over the Top. What are the odds on Lincoln Hawks? 20 to 1, pal. Real long shot. Hawks, let's go. The world meets nobody halfway. Remember that. I don't have a father, sir. The world has always bet against Lincoln Hawks. This guy's nothing. Why'd you leave us? It won't happen again. What my grandson found, I don't care how you do it, do it. But a winner never listens to the odds. Whatever happens, I want you to stay with him. Where'd we end up? Together is all I can guarantee. You ain't got a prayer in Vegas. You never had anything, so you have nothing to lose. All I want to do is hurt him, cripple him, get him off the table. All I care about is you. You're my boy, you understand? The world beats nobody halfway. Now is the time to do for yourself. I love you. 
Sylvester Stallone over the top. I have to drop in the um, drop in the opening song here just for us boys just get it all worked up, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna do some push-ups now. <laughs> it's funny because you know when we when we decided to do this this movie, review this movie, like you know all these all these songs that come up on on the movie, eh? Like you just man, I just forgot about them all until. You know, and then I and then after the movie, like I actually went on YouTube and just listened to the whole tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the song no, by Robin Zander, the In This Country. Yeah, yeah, man. You know what's even funny is that you remember the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, you just like oh, the lyrics just come out of your mouth. You know, um, like you know, if you're tricking, like I've been tricking with some of the boys, and so this is in one of those mixes, and as soon as that first note comes out, everybody's like, "My little licking hawks," you know, <laughs> straight. Away, you know, if you're someone, man, you know straight away, man. You know, I don't know what it was like up in Massey. I don't know if they done I'm wrestling up in Stacey's way. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're very similar, man. When you watch the movie as much as we all have, you just hear those notes. Like, oh, yep, yeah, I know that one. I haven't heard it for years, so yeah, it's good to bring back those old memories. Yeah, man. Nah, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a classic, it man. It's a classic, yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think it's kind of goes along the, the what the '80s was. Big music, long ballads, you know. These are those. I think I've found my new training song now, boys. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, man, let's get back to it, man. So, yeah, it's over the top, Selfishness Alone. Boys, um, before we go into our categories, first memories of um, of this movie. I remember because it came on TV and uh, I recorded it. You know, back in those days, like, you had to press pause when the ads come on? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta wait. You gotta actually watch the whole thing. I probably watched it about 10,000 times after that on VHS. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's one of, one of those movies that, like, enjoyed as a kid. And it's, it's funny because when, when I watched it just recently... Like all those memories came finally back, but especially the different feelings I had towards towards the movie now than I did back then when I was a kid. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll touch on those as as we go along. But yeah, it was it was very interesting. Dance? No, yeah, um, this is one of those classic movies that uh, I really enjoyed as well. Uh, I can't remember. Um, yeah, I think I did watch it on TV as well, and just like um, every other um, kid out there, were recording it um, on TV on their VHS. Um, yeah, it was one of those movies that uh, kind of um, hyped you up, and you know, you wanted to, just because of the it was that 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 eighties muscle man kind of hero kind of style movie, and it was uh, it was uh, it was one of those movies you just wanted to go, um, you know, uh, do some arm wrestling with your your mates across the road, <laughs> Philly Tapa and um, Steve, and that up, up at the Bruce McLaren shop, yeah, up at the shops, or right next to the pinball machine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was one of those good good movies, and like you know. There's um, a lot of memories when you when you when you when you watch this movie because I watched it last night again and uh, just like the, um, Karen was saying, just the music just brings back a lot of memories. Stace, what about you? Yeah, no, I, I was one of I have a bit of a different sort of memory of it because I watched it as soon as it came out on the videos. Oh, and I remember when guys. we were um, we were kids, say you know me and my cousins and that would always have like our own sort of arm wrestling competitions and stuff as you do when you're kids. And I was sort of unaware of this that there was this actual you know, world championships of arm wrestling until this movie came out. But one thing I really remember was like uh, when Lincoln Hawk, how he's got that technique, how he does it. We'll probably touch on it a bit further on because I wasn't winning these arm wrestling competitions with how I got that. And because I watched it first, I thought, oh, I've got the winning technique. <laughs> I found the winning formula. And I remember I, when I first, when we started up our, our uh, sort of um, home uh, arm wrestling uh, championships and it doesn't work hey they still get <laughs> man I thought yeah I remember as a kid you know when you, you're young and you believe in anything you think oh 
so that's the secret formula. That's the secret technique. And yeah, I remember being really excited that our next, the next time we all had our arm wrestling comp, and uh, now still came last. <laughs> oh, unlucky yours. Um, man, okay. With that in mind, we're just going to go straight into our categories now. So seeing we're all of the same age, um, and, you know, we've all, um, this is a movie that um, the most millennials probably haven't seen. So our first category is how would you describe this movie to a millennial? Um, if I was to tell my kids, I, I, my kids have watched it because I've told them to watch it, and they love it. You <laughs> yeah. know, they, they 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 love the they trust they trust in me, and um, I don't know. It's one of those movies you just tell your kids, man. You, you'll learn something from this. I always tell my kids, you know, these kind of movies. You, you'll learn something from it, and um, it's just uh, just a lot of those uh, father fatherly um, his, his lessons that he teaches his kid. He's trying to build his relationship with his son, and it's something that any kid, if you watch this, you'll learn you'll learn from it. Um, uh, if this was a tweet and it was just me, just be my be my own self, I'd just say like it's a must watch. Uh, see if you can hold yourself from getting angry at this little shit who plays Michael Cutler. <laughs> you know, and that, 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 honest, I'm just being funny. That, that, but, but, but someone will read that and yeah. go, oh, yeah, you know, and that's I've got to watch this. I've got to watch this. So yeah, that, that, that would be my tweet. <laughs> Stace. Well, since we've been doing these uh, movie podcasts, I try to watch it with my partner try to get a different perspective you know and she hasn't seen any of the movies that we've reviewed <laughs> before the review yeah so um she's always asked me what it's about and because the other two have been quite violent she said oh so what's this over the top about and i was trying to sort of soften her up a bit so i said it's a it's the story of lincoln hawk <coughs> a man who wanted to win the world championship of arm wrestling but what he wanted to win more was the heart of his son oh, <laughs> no. wow yeah, she's like, oh, that sounds like a really interesting movie. And then she watched like it, and she's like, oh, fuck you, yeah, no. <laughs> I like that twist at the end, bro. Ooh, ooh. Man, you should, write, you should be like, uh, write that in a card or something. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. some hallmark, hallmark material. Now, it's funny, because when I was thinking millennial, I, I kind of went, well, when you, you know, they seem to be like real work these days, and I think there's a lot of themes in that in the movie we'll touch on. That they would probably think, man, this guy's like, this guy's a loser, you know. Saying, so I kind of, I read it, I read it like how it despite like some snotty nose, oh no, not snotty nose, but some kid. Um, if I was going to tell a, a millennial this, I, I wrote, uh, Lincoln Hawk, twelve years ago, abandoned his wife and son with no clear reasons. He tries to use a three-day trip to make up for the twelve years of absolutely no contact with his son, who, in his own words, is not in the same social scale. Oh, besides. Being a truck driver who it seems lives in this truck, he's also apparently a top arm, a top arm wrestler. That's my work. That's my work. That's my work tweet. Yeah. You know, because uh, it's just funny because, you know, the, the way that you described it, that's how you know we, we would describe it to other people. But because of the, the like the the climate these days, uh, you, you wouldn't you'd have to base like you'd have to say all the facts. You know what I mean? So that's. You know, you know, you know, I was like talking about the climate these days and when this movie was released in 1987 and what, what, what you said then about life lessons. And when I think about it, like some of these life lessons that are described in this movie, those same life lessons won't be taken seriously these days. Mm. And, and, but, yeah. they're, but they're really good life lessons. But because of the PC culture, mm. hey, you can't, you know, when uh, we'll touch on when he says the world doesn't meet anyone halfway, you know, the way the PC caught you, one, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll bring it to you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to pass halfway and bring it absolutely to your front door. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, 
Exactly. So these days, you know, those words will go out the window. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there's a list of that our, our parents teach us, you know, you work hard, you know, you, no one's going to give you a break or something, but, you know. Stace? Yeah, no, I agree with it. That's a really interesting take on it. So, yeah, um, 100% agree with that. <laughs> All right. So we've got that. We've got past that. Anyone want to add on? Um, anything to that to our first category so uh coming up that's uh our second category is your favorite scene of the movie i'm gonna start with you stace was there certain scenes that you liked or one that really stands out for you yeah i because the whole movie is good it's hard to sort of narrow it down but i really like sort of towards the end there where they're getting towards the eight finalists mm. and they're doing some of the interviews with some of the uh some of the the finalists there and they try to set the scene and show how tough the competitors are but there's some just amazing lines in there and um, I, I just like I just like how they give that sort of personal touch to some of the guys, and it comes across a little bit like um, sort of '80s wrestling a bit in the days. So I remember um, Bill Hurley, who's the main sort of bad guy. He's like, I drive trucks, break arms, and arm wrestle. That's what I do best, and that's sort of his little montage uh, interview there. And yeah, I really liked um, just how they set the scene before the finals uh, by uh, those little interview interview bits. I'll, I'll, I'll play that scene for you, like, um, and we'll just get uh, what you were talking about. They want to have a chance to win $100,000 in prize money. They will also have the opportunity... Stace, when did you give that guy your white singlet? Sonny, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, what I noticed about that guy's white, guy white singlet? Have a look at it when he's with that interview. It's just cut kind of, They just cut it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're the best there is in the world of he had the funniest quote, that guy. He's the funniest interview. Yeah. So this guy reminds me of Hexor uh, Jim Duggan. Yeah. They're my mortal enemy. I hate them. John Grizzly, also coming up here. Mad Dog Madison. I'm not so enthused about people coming up and patting me on the back saying you're the best. I don't need people to do that to me. If I win, it's just because I wanted to be the best one time in my life. That's real. That's real talk, eh? That's real right. talk. It really right. means that, eh? Yeah. yeah. It's sort of a good look into the, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the world of arm wrestling, professional arm wrestling back in those days. I like. I like. Watch how they call it, looking hooking the way he turns around, like oh. There's a lot more technique involved, and in in you can't beat experience. This guy's the technical guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy's the technical guy. The typical, Canadian. Typical Canadians, eh? <laughs> Tell you the truth, the truck is uh, the, the most important thing for me. I, I don't really. It doesn't matter if I uh, become <laughs> a champion. That's, that's not the most important. I. I need this truck. They're kind of one of the grandfather didn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to marry my daughter. He'll <laughs> be the father of my grandson. They're going to be living in this truck. Where's <laughs> this guy live? You want to you want to touch anymore on your uh, touch up on any more of your favorite scene there, um, Stace? Yeah, no, no. I, I just really like the the personalities of the guys, except for the main character. His his interviews a bit like oh. <laughs> bit boring eh? but everyone else is like really hyped up but yeah it just reminded me like i was a hardcore fan of the wwf as it was back then and uh, you know that they used to do those interviews and it reminds me a lot of that so that's why it was quite special to me you didn't play the um oh the sorry man yeah no, no, so we'll just go back to the bill because yeah. that is that yeah, is the winner the that, um, yeah i drive truck break arms and arm wrestle it's what i love to do it's what i do best <laughs> <laughs> that's a cliche day 
Number one is everything. There is no second place. Second sucks. This life lessons right there, man. Second sucks. You have to be a winner. Yeah. That's right. Second. No, 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 you can't. Everyone, it's participation. Everyone, that's my support. It's all right. You don't have to cry. You gave it all your best. Shut up, man. Here's your silver medal. You you can just tell you can tell what kind of movies people watch by the way they talk. <laughs> Anyways, dance man, you're up. Favorite scene of the movies? Uh, uh, one of my favorite scenes. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna get a bit uh, catchy feeling here. Um, this is probably the ending ending scene right at the end when um, when he just wins the um, the whole competition. Uh, it is a bit cliche. The scene really hit home for me, eh? Because it was like I thought I thought watching it. I thought I was watching it last night, knowing it'd been ages since I watched it, and knowing I'm a grown ass man. I wouldn't get these, uh, wouldn't catch these feelings, but man, bro, you know, you get that little teary-eyed uh, feeling. Yeah, this movie got me real good. You know, just becoming, uh, just being a father with kids, the father's love for your kids is um, immeasurable. Any, any, anyone with um, kids, that they'll understand. And just that, that last frame of, of, of him holding his son in his hands and he's holding the trophy, man, that, that speaks a lot of volumes, um, especially for a father, you know, who's, who's been struggling all his life and, you know, all he wants is a relationship with his son, and he finally wins his son. So that trophy he's holding is his son. Oh, right. Oh, shucks. Ooh, ooh. The, the, you know, and, and it really hits. And the, and, and the trophy is just a bonus. That's, oh, that's just a bonus. I told you, I'm just, just warning you guys again a bit deep here, man. But uh, but honestly, man, that, it's, that's, that's why I picked that, that scene, because it really uh, meant, meant, meant a lot to me, because, like, man, it, it did, really did touch me. <laughs> But um, yeah, and especially you know what really make moves the scene is that music, is the music. Mm, yeah, yeah. So when 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 he when he finally wins it, and then um, the music plays. <laughs> See how they. See how they got the bus. Yeah, as soon as he slept, he did. <laughs> yeah, I like this part. How Bull Hurry is like, yeah, yeah you won, you won. You're, you're the man. He's his mate. He's yeah. his mate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and the other thing about the scene is, if you see the grandfather, he's really teary-eyed. Yeah, yeah. And you know why? Because he's never seen his grandson this happy. Yeah. You know, he's never seen him with these feelings, and and and. That's probably the first time he's ever witnessed that, and yeah. he's just crying and just said that's true love. Yeah, and he just sees it. And I, and I think that also the other the other thing about the scene is because there's that realization, like yeah, he is who he is. You know the um, yeah, Hawk. yeah, and you know, and, and he's a chap. I mean, you know, yeah. you can't change a person. You know, ah, that's right. And here's that scene that Danny was alluding to the trophy, holding the trophy, holding the trophy. Yeah. Oh, who's the real trophy? And if you listen to the lyrics here, I've written it down here. Meet me halfway across the sky, out where the world belongs to only you and I. Meet me halfway across the sky, make this a new beginning of another life. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, man. Hey. Sorry. Uh, um, Sarge, are you I'm trying to have a cry here. Hang on. Sorry. Are you, sorry. Are you sorry, trying to overtake the show? <laughs> it, sounds, it, sounds like you, it sounds like you're coming like so Lincoln Hawk. Are we able to drop this mic somehow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was nice, man. That was nice. That yeah, was nice. Sure. Yes, I feel. I think um, that's enough to make anyone want to watch the movie again. Um, yeah, camps. 
Yeah, you know what? My my, my favorite scene in the movie was the same scene as uh, Stacey brought up. My second scene, so I, I can't really talk about that, but I will talk about the intro scene, the whole scene at the start, because to me, that sort of built up the two characters, the son and Lincoln Hawk, without any sort of dialogue. So, so what you have is you have Lincoln Hawk coming in his truck to pick up his son. His son is a cadet at this army sort of academy thing, and so he's there. And he's graduating. And his son, you know when, when you graduate, you throw up the hats? But his son does, doesn't throw up his hat. Which tells me he's like sort of like a square pants. And he, he's pretty much is. He pretty much is. So he's a square pants kind of guy. And then at the same time, you see Lincoln Hawk. He, he rolls up to the academy. And he pulls up the, at the front entrance. And the guy, the, the guard, he says, oh, delivery's at the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. And he goes, no, I'm here to pick up my son, Michael Cutler. And then the guard just lets him in. Yeah, yeah. First of all, what kind of security is there? If, if you're gonna say, if you're gonna say, he packs his truck and then he gets out of his truck, he puts his clip on tie on. Oh, he put no, his tie's already on. Eh? Yeah, he's. Well, already, you know, yeah. in that scene, like I love the combination that he's got the denim shirt and the tie. You know, I, yeah, yeah. There's very eighties and suspenders. Very retro. <laughs> very retro. <laughs> so, so anyway, he he pulls up and packs packs his truck, and this is old rusty ass truck, right? And he gets out of his truck and he walks towards the building. And at the same time, all the parents are looking at them, like yeah. feeling. Yeah, who's that right. guy? Yeah. Who, who was that? Like, well, were, they, were they part Samoan? Because that's, <laughs> that's really sad. That's really <laughs> Samoan. Like, like, oh, look at him. Look at the way he's dressed. Oh my god! So it, was, it wasn't just one one family. It was like it was everyone around well, him. Yeah. See, the guy's taking photos and he can't, he's trying to take his photo and he can't start, stop staring <laughs> at him, man. <laughs> you know. So already, Lincoln Hawk is out of place. You know, he's out of place at. I don't know if it was just just a movie, but if he was a black person, maybe, maybe they'd be more realistic. But mm. but I don't know. But anyway, just to build up his character, right? So he's out of place. So he comes and picks up his son. His son, there, there is. There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he doesn't pull his head on. See, he doesn't throw his head. He's looking. He's looking around. <laughs> yeah, he's, well, he's looking for his grandfather. <laughs> I don't want to throw my head, and no one's looking at me. Yeah, exactly. My moat, my moat, tiny. <laughs> See, and there's nothing. Both his grandfather and his dad are like. So they weren't there. Yeah. It's interesting you talk about the security because there's that scene sort of not long after that where the, where the father and son are sort of introduced for the first time in a long time in the principal's office. And then the son goes, oh, have you got some ID to prove you're my dad? <laughs> and he pulls out that wedding photo. Bro, I, exactly, like, man. And the, the, the principal's like, yeah, yeah, go. He's got a photo. That's enough evidence for me. <laughs> oh, hey, what kind they, of they didn't. Going on there? Yeah. yeah, well, it was '87. They didn't have Photoshop those days. But still, but still, he could have he could have been a guest at the wedding. Eh? <laughs> and then he comes, yeah, yeah, look at this. And you're like, oh, Danny, I didn't know you. <laughs> you know? I didn't know you were Nami. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's another scene. I thought, whoa, there's a big loophole there. Like, there's a big gaping hole there. Yeah, that's that that scene is. But it does. You're right. It sets the tone of both of them, mate. Eh? Mm. Like both, uh, ones, yeah. both characters, both characters, mm. right? And poor, you know, poor Lincoln, and and uh, and you get a sense of Lincoln Hawk's um, dress sense as well. He's a very high denim, kind of like Stacy back in the nineties. Yeah, well, I didn't realize <laughs> that they'd already gone out of fashion. And I just keep wearing it anyway. <laughs> you used to wear um, red strip. Um, what is it? <laughs> red. Oh yeah, the, the um, it's suspenders. Suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, I'm sure we could pull that you know that, I'm sure we could bring that we're just looking at the scene now and it's the scene where he's walking up the stairs and everyone's just I'm just trying to figure out what's wrong with what he's wearing it <laughs> isn't that bad you know what no, I mean yeah yeah I mean if you if you had like a like a clown makeup on then I'd give him another excuse <laughs> people start judging him like that but I think that it's the truck you know obviously mm. he pulled up in the front and they all just 
judge them straight away. Yeah. But yeah, that scene where he just pulls up, even I thought that was funny. Like, he just, yeah, 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 look at this photo. I'm your dad. <laughs> uh, what? I, I said, paperwork, man. I don't know, photo. They didn't really touch on how the um, sort of why Hawk isn't, he, why he left, and they didn't, they didn't really go into much detail about it. But when, during that first scene where the son's looking around for someone to be there, and it's sort of a good way of showing that, you know, Hawk is a bit of a deadbeat dad, so he's not there. Um, he hasn't been there all this time, and he shows up late to the bloody graduation. It's going to be any more for deadbeat dad. You haven't seen him for 10 years, and you'll turn up late. Oh, no, I, I, <laughs> the most important day of the son's life, you know, at that point. And, and I guess, too, with the grandfather, he just sends a coyote. He, he's not there. Yeah, yeah. You know? mm, so, so there's some, some absent, absent father figures father there. Figures, yep. You know? Mm. Uh, the top's just getting deeper and deeper. Jeez. <laughs> so that was Cam's. So that's your my my favorite scene. So it's it's a bit of an extended scene, but it's a scene where they after he's picked them up, and they they go to um, just on the road. Uh, he's finished just running away, and then they sleep in the in the truck. And he says to us, you know, like if it's good enough for you, when he sleeps in the in the truck, I'll sleep. You know, if, if you can do it, I can do it. And then from then, it cuts to. Uh, it cuts to the scene where they're outside. You've got the sun coming up, and they're mm. doing the um, um, the pull-ups on the front of the truck. And this is where they're bonding. You know what I mean? And this is where when when you hear that when you oh, hear Kenny yeah. Loggins yeah. come in, man, because you know that that's a different vision. That vision on the movie is a different vision to the radio vision. So that first bar, like there's a there's a, the intro to that's a bit longer. But then when you hear it, man, you know when you hear Kenny Loggins come in, just like the words you said. Mm. You can see them bonding, you know what I mean? Mm. So from there, he goes from there, and then he teaches him his first life lesson as a man. I mean, like, he just teaches him, you know, don't, you'll fear buckle because they talk about social scale. Oh, yeah, your man, you, probably when he says, your one must be about 12 or 30. <laughs> I mean, what a pompous ass kitty, you know? And then he teaches him, oh, okay, then, well, you think you're all that? Come and drive this, because this takes, you know, this takes a real man to do it. So he teaches him that. And then they bond from that, and then they go to which is my this is my overall favorite scene is the diner scene, yeah. Where he goes and he yeah. Well, everyone you know when you watch it is where he gets him to wrestle that wrestle that kid, and then the speech at the end. That whole combination. This is where you go. Oh, they're connecting, you know. So that's mm. so that's my favorite. Yeah, uh, that's my scene uh, <coughs> that that, uh, that got me. But yeah, so that's where I, he comes out with the speech. I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to tee up the speech because I'm, I'm pretty sure that we all are going to go memorize this and start saying that speech. Some I'm sure I'm sure I'm, uh, parents try and find a reason to try and pull the speech out somewhere. Hard. It was a good speech. Mm, oh, to make it's, it's, it's a go-to. All you wanted to do was embarrass me. Well, you did it, okay? Grandfather always said you were a loser. Now you're trying to make me one, and I hate you for it. Mike, I don't care what your grandfather thinks about me, okay? All I care about is you. Now, you lost back there because you beat yourself. You let yourself get beat. I know you can do it. You're a special kid. You're my boy, do you understand? But you're also a spoiled, rich brat who's always had everything done for him. Now it's time to do it for yourself, Mike, and you can do it. Because I'm telling you, the world meets nobody halfway. Do you understand what that means? If you want it, Mike, you gotta take it. <coughs> do you hear me? You gotta take it. Go in there and try. I know you can win. But even if you don't, so what? So you lose. As long as you lose, like a winner, it doesn't matter. 
because you did it with dignity. I'm telling you, if you don't go in there, you're going to be sorry. You're going to regret it your whole life. You know what I mean? Come on. I know you can do it. Will you do it for me? I think the key to their speech is... Even if you lose, at least you lose like a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, if, you, if you've given it everything, you know, you, yeah. you can hold your head up high. The one that kills it, like, the, when he goes, you know, you're going to live to regret it. If you don't go back, you know, you're yeah, going to... You yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, think, I think that's where um, Stacey went wrong when he was a little kid. He had no one to give him the speech. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got to give it. Now I'm going to be giving it to yeah. I'm going to memorize that line for line. <laughs> yeah. Does this kid really think he can take me? I don't think so. What a joke. Do the table time. Smash him, Richie. This is gonna hurt, Wimp. What do you think of that? I think your breath's... <laughs> Another classic line. <laughs> I, think, I think if you get anything out of this movie... That speech is probably the ultimate... Oh, it, this is it. That's hey, it. ...theme that's of the it. whole movie. That, yeah. Just that... You know? Well, you just look at the lyrics of that song. Yeah, exactly. You know, meet me halfway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably why they played that song three times in the whole movie. Well, it's kind of like subliminal messages, eh? They just <laughs> yeah. keep putting it in there, right? Even when, like, little like little um, piano pieces here and there, you know, they drop it and you know the tune. And like, why do I like this song so much? Well, it's probably because you heard it 20 times during the movie, you know? In some form or another. Any other... I know there's a there's a, my other scene, boys. Um, you can um, back me up on the scene. It's the one where they he has his first arm wrestle, mm. uh, arm wrestling match with um, with Smasher. You know, that's my that's my favorite one because Smasher, he just he doesn't look like a full can of coke, man. Like he's on <laughs> something. Hey, scared, scared, Robert. You know the way he's like, come on, man. You're reading the lines too fast, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool scene, especially because that that diner they're at that. It's yep. like a truck stop, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, when as soon as um, Lincoln Hawk agrees to have Armistice, the whole bar just goes into the next room. Yeah, and it's, it's all set up. It's like yeah. it's it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, the one, one of the venues for Armistice. Yeah, yeah, that truck stop thing, man. Yeah, exactly. All the, yeah, that's right. Then all the money comes out. Yeah. Everyone's there. They probably do this like once. What? They they probably at the bar waiting for something to happen. Yeah, like someone to, someone to call up someone. Yeah. Call out somebody. Yeah, yeah, another one, another one. It must be the equivalent, like, you know, to the Wild Wild West when you go outside for, like, a shoot, you know, when people oh, shoot each other. Yeah, yeah. That's there, that's there, that's the standard. Oh, everyone outside. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, it's during the day, right? And they walk in and the music's playing, it's packed. It's like a bloody nightclub in there, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's well, its own little culture, like, subculture there? Like, mm-hmm. they're all... Mm-hmm. I'm wrestling's part of... I, mean, I guess that was back then when they must associate truckies with truckies, arm wrestling, yeah. you know? Stacey, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, no, I agree, agree with all that. That was um, that was interesting seeing that character. That's sort of like your first foray into that. that I think that was the first arm wrestle that they had mm-hmm. throughout the movie. They just built up, built up the relationship up until that point. Yeah. And then you get to see some of these really amazing characters to the arm wrestling scene. And you're right, that's sort of a good way that they introduced the arm wrestling into the, the movie. So I, I liked how they, they that part of it. Yeah. Now, it's kind of funny, like, all these characters, eh? Like, all these zany, like, crazy characters, mm. like you said, alluded to. Like, it's a lot like um, like the wrestling back in the days, you know? Mm. Like, all these guys with their speeches and the... Now I've been hearing on the road lately is this Hawk is a man to beat. can't believe everything. Believe one. I don't. I don't believe anything. <laughs> I got a thousand since I could tear your arm off. Want it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all these Did little... Hey, yeah, man. Uh, hold on, hold on. I said, you want it? 
How would you rebuild this scene in a in a today's environment with the kids now? It wouldn't be it wouldn't be an armory soleil. It would be a dance off. <laughs> Do you reckon? Yeah. I heard you're the best dancer when we talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well let's go to Stanley Park and sort this out, you know? <laughs> because yeah, you would wouldn't it be so cool though, like, you know, if it's a, the way to sort out, you know, beef is just go have an arm wrestle. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say, that this yeah. was the better way than, yeah, I than to go out and stab someone. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't know how what, what kind of form you'd well they'd probably go have a have a fight on a on a video game or something. That's the best way to mm. I think firstly they'll they'll have the character Lincoln Hawk say, Oh, to the to the waitress, oh can you look after my son while I go to yeah. arm wrestling? <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not just going to leave my son here. Hey, Pam. <laughs> hey, Pam. Can you just look after my yeah, boy yeah. here? Yeah. I saw, I saw this thing on Facebook where they've got this um, sort of like a world championship of slapping people across the face. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, I've yeah. seen it. I wonder I've if they did a remake of, um, you know, over the top, how they instead of armory thing, they could do the world slapping championships or something ridiculous. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Anyone else have a scene they want to drop in? Before I move to our next category, moving along. Yeah, moving along. Cool. Standout characters besides the main, um, the main character, Lincoln Hawk. Um, I want to talk about. I want to talk about um, the son, Mike. Um, I, I thought um, that he was even the the guy acting it. He he done an amazing job, and I, I really enjoyed him. Yeah. Uh, how he um, played the character, and I, I really liked how the character was built, um, was written, mm. because you know when he comes off, you know you, when you see him, he's just a kid that's been brought up like, but he's quite intelligent, you know, so he's quite skeptical of his dad, and because whatever's been you know drummed into him um, by his grandfather about about his dad being a deadbeat and you know running, like he talks about running drugs or something, you know, getting caught with drugs mm. and stuff like that. So I really like him, and the way he comes around, and, and he's believable too. Like, you know, you see some characters, some kid characters, and they don't hold up well. Mm. Like, you go back and you watch some movies and you go, oh, man, that's really overacting there. Yeah. But, you know, I watched this again, and I've watched it, like, three times over the last couple of days. And he really, you really fought. You like, you really mm. and like him as a character, the way he evolves, how he comes around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm, I'm with you with that one. Um, um, he, was, he was my favorite character, only because he was, it was believable. Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, mm. as a character, like... Um, I really believe he was a little shit. Like, and there are there are kids out there that, that are like that, you know, that have been born with the silver spoon and um, you know, been rich and sport. Just just as um, Lincoln Hawk was telling him, mm. and like like you said, man, I reckon he did a really good job on in, in this film, um, just uh, building that character and how how he came out. Um, I'm not. I don't think. I don't know where 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 what other movies he's done, but I don't think he got off anyway because it's a shame because he really you know as a kid character it's quite hard to be an actor as a, as a child as, as, a, mm. as a kid so i guess when he grew up he probably trying too hard I'm not, I'm not sure but he was good i think uh, i followed up his name's um david Menden, um Mendenthal. Mendenthal. yeah and he's uh um i saw like he's a voiceover character like does um cartoons or mm. comics yeah, he was in the that? he was in the Transformers movie. Oh, he, he was oh, a voice yeah. oh, for okay. the new uh, Wit Wiki. Oh yeah, okay yeah. So now I I really I really thought he done a 
he did an amazing job and I enjoyed it, um, his character and, and and he adds to the movie like there's nothing you know this movie it's pretty straightforward you know it's no there's no they don't they're not trying to put any plot twists or, mm. it's pretty straight up and, and the characters if the, the storyline's that simple you, the characters have to be believe like believable too and every every character in this movie um is played well especially in you know camps yeah I agree with you guys I think um Mikey's character is the is one of the best ones other than Lincoln Hawk, the main main guy. But you know, this is a coming of age coming of age movie. And you can see the progression Mikey has throughout the movie from the beginning when he's a little shit to learning lessons from his dad and then how he becomes at the end and he actually his dad sort of falls back into what he was, you know, when he was scared to yeah. to go in the final. Mm. Yeah, that's right. To face um Bull Hurley. Yeah. And his son actually Yeah tells him back what, what he, he told yeah, what yeah. he told him. Yeah, that's right. So and away that that was a real powerful part of the the film, yeah. in terms of the film's uh, themes and that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Robert Lozier, who plays the um the grandfather, mm. he also comes of age when yeah. at the end when you, you, you touched on it then. Mm. He's so strong for his grandson oh. that he doesn't want anything to do with his father. He causes his father deadbeat. What from the movie? He he does his best to keep his son away from his dad until the end scene when he sees the son. Hey, mm. and Lincoln Hawk when when he wins the thing. Then he has tears in his eyes and he sort of like changed. He understands that whatever he did, he offered he offered Lincoln Hawk a new truck, half a million dollars to step away. He probably thought, what the hell is going on? Like, And then to see what he saw, he probably, oh, that's why. You know, money doesn't matter. That's right. Truck doesn't matter. Money can't buy that. Money can't buy anything. Yeah. And he understood at that moment. The theme of coming of age is both those two characters. Yeah. Nice. I think... um. Going back because me and before we um, recorded, I was telling Danny about how I kind of had a, I empathized with um, Jason Cutler, the granddad, because he's just for him. He thinks he's doing the right thing, you know. What I mean, because he's made, you know, he's got the money. The best way that he can look show his grandson love is by you know buying him the stuff, making sure that he's taken care of, and his. So he must already know stuff. Like he just doesn't feel that Lincoln Hawk is good enough for his daughter. So, you know, and then when he alludes to it, when they, when Lincoln Hawk crashes into the house and he says, you know, this is, you know, this is all I've got. You know, he says to the daughter, he's the only, I'm the only dad that he's known because this, you know, because Lincoln, you know, this guy, he gapped it, you know. So, you know, with, with the daughter, um, with the daughter dying, it looks like the wife's gone. The only thing that he has is his grandson. So you can see why he, he's trying to hold on to him, you know, I, and I just think that, I know it sounds stupid, but. I feel so like there's a there's a part of me like he feels like he's doing the right thing. You know, there's some parents like they, you know, they like you know there's that term like those um well there's helicopter parents you know when you hover over so you think you you're, you're doing everything for the kid. He's that's his way of showing this grandson that he loves him, and but you know the sad thing is that he's trying to erase his dad though. Like every child should have a chance to know their their father and that, but he thinks he knows better. That scene at the end. Is when, like you said, he goes, "Oh, th- this is what it's about," you know. Mm. And it looks like Lincoln is, a, you know, because you know he only had three days with him, and well, he's already forgotten <laughs> twelve years of silver spoon the bastard. <laughs> 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 I mean, so like I say, he's half a million in a uh, truck. And then you want to beep beep, fireman, fireman. You want to beep beep, that that he goes. And not to mention that he drove his truck through his front door at his house yeah. you know, oh, early on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you with the, with the uh, grandfather because like 12 years, you know, mm. you know, feeding feeding his, well, he's the only father figure he has for 12 years. Mm. You think about that as a father, you know, that's a lot of time and, um, you know, a lot of 
uh, love for your grandson. And mm. you, you're right. He's trying to do the right thing for his grandson. And then um, Daddy comes back. Daddy-O comes back. Yeah, 48 hours later. And he's, <laughs> 48 hours later. Shucks, and, and he's jumping he's, he's jumping onto a plane and going going to Las Vegas. Just going like, man, put it all the time, punk. Stace? Yeah, no, I think those are, those are the two that I also had in mind. So I agree with, with a lot of what you said. But I, I really liked um, the, Mikey, the son. He's probably the one who stood out the most for me, like you guys have mentioned. Um, you know, when I first watched it when I was young, I thought, Similar to you, Dan, that he's just a little shit. But once you watch it and you're a little bit older and you sort of can read between the lines a bit more and you realise that the father hasn't been there for 10 years, 12 years or whatever, how long it's been, he turns up late to his graduation. And, and there's the part where he first picks him up and he says, um, do you think, can you make up 10 years in two to three days when they're talking about how long the trip's going to be? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of animosity and some probably some deep-seated resentment going through um, the son at that point in... I think he portrays that really well, which comes through in, in um, his words and his, you know, his mannerisms and his attitude. So I thought his acting was actually really good. But an interesting thing on that is he won a Razzie that year, the Sun, hey. David, yeah, for worst um, worst supporting actor and what? worst new star, David wow. Mendenhall. <laughs> really? Yeah, Man, and uh, I thought that price. was really really harsh. Yeah, uh, Sylvester Stallone was nominated for Worst Actor in that movie, uh, 1988, yeah. uh, Razzies. An interesting sort of side fact is that Jean-Claude Van Damme was nominated the next year, 1989, for Bloodsport, which we've done as well. So, <laughs> so I'm not sure if this says a lot about your taste in movies. <laughs> nominated a lot of Razzie movies. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was harsh on The Sun. Yeah, he got yeah. David Mendenhall. He got two uh, Razzies, Worst Supporting Actor and Worst New Star for that movie. Man, that, that's just that's just kickback from the Stallone. I think like there was a there's a stage where every, like every movie Stallone was making, they would kind of rubbish it. You know, there's that. Mm. You know, Hollywood and they they kind of get the media kind of get into that stage where they just if they don't like you, they'll rubbish you. Yeah, whatever you like. Yeah. John, I think Johnny Depp's going through that at, at the moment. Yeah. Like any movie, it could be like it would come out and it could be just like um, Daniel Day Lewis and, and there will be blood, and they'll still find a way to just you know. Just bombard it. Like, I don't, I've, I reckon that's just kickback from that. Cause I don't know, man, but I'm, I'm watching it 30 years later. Yeah. And it's, oh, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed really acting. Enjoy, yeah. yeah. I, I, I personally think that without his character, this movie wouldn't be anything. Exactly. You know I mean? And yeah. if he didn't play, um, as believable as he did, I don't think we'll have those moments like at the end. And I wouldn't be feeling that moment, you know? Nice. Um, okay, so we're moving on. We've come into the the fourth. Um, so we're talking about just there's some good quotes and all the scenes that we've played. You know, they've they've got some of the famous quotes. Uh, this this is the ship came to the harbor for ship full of over the top lines. This is a game that we used to we like to play when we've uh, had a few drinks and kind of test um, everyone's kind of general knowledge and stuff. Um, is there any certain quotes that you guys like to would like to point out on this one, boys? You don't have a prayer in Vegas. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I that's up. a classic. <laughs> you ain't got a prayer in Vegas. Yeah, well, I think I've got. I think I got it teed up here. So, did we play it in the last scene? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Okay, okay. Here we go. Yeah, that's the scene when he talks about us. I was going. Why is he calling? Oh, his, it's, why is he calling his dad yellow? yellow. <laughs> yeah. So you got lucky again, huh, Hawks? How you doing, boy? Better than you. <laughs> right now, double or nothing. What do you say? 
wait for Vegas. Come on, let's do it now. I feel like kicking some ass. Let's wait till Vegas, okay? You ain't got a prayer in Vegas. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> if anyone says that anyway, you know me. You ain't got a prayer in Vegas. Too bad your old man. That to my yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, what are you watching? From the top. You ain't got a prayer in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. See you in Vegas. <laughs> Get out of the world. Back up. You know, another scene of good liners, and right near the end, when um, when uh, Lincoln Hawk gets caught up to his uh, suite to talk about this deal that he's got, and he's about to walk out, and um, Terry Funk, that wrestler, goes, "Mr. Cutler is talking." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he pushes. He goes, "I'm through talking," but he pushes him. Mr. Cutler is talking. A tough guy. Oh, hey. The music, the music. <laughs> That's so 80s. <laughs> you know that 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 reminds me of Karate Kid. Oh, you know he does his hands in. And Mr. Miyagi rubs his hands in. 80s. You know another thing we didn't bring up is the t-shirts. The t-shirt game, man. You know the t-shirt game. Everyone, I don't know where they get these singlets from. How did, how could you get away with some of the stuff they were wearing, man? Bill Hurley's wearing like a yellow, yellow canary, like V top. That's something you'd see at someplace else in the late nineties, you know. And you've seen it here. Shucks, it's yeah. Stacey, any any lines? You got any favorite lines there, my bro? Um, yeah, I think you guys said the main ones there was. Um just that, that line where they're interviewing um, Lincoln Hook before the, the final, and he says, oh, what I do is I take my hat and turn it around. <laughs> yeah. That's the exact line, and, and it's like it's like a switch that goes off, and I'm like, oh, man, it's so it's a bit corny, but at the time, I was as a kid, I was going, man, that's so awesome how you can do that. Well, and that's, that's the line that I really like today, that part where he talks about turning his head around, and he feels like a different person, and like a machine, and all this sort of stuff. It's kind of like early days, like, it's. I know it's a, a long bone to draw, but it's kind of like that mumbo mentality, like, you know, when you had that switch, you know, so his was physically, when he turns that head around, his brain's, you know, he said to himself, let's, let's get serious, you know, like, like yeah. Arnold, you know? Yeah, game time now, game yeah, time. it's game, game time, time now, yeah, so, it's, you right. know, it's time, time for mumbo mentality, you know, it's yeah. kind of lessons that, people talk about that mumbo mentality stuff that's and right. that, you know, yeah. and that's life lessons there, when it's that's time. Right. When it's time to turn up, turn up, I know. you know? I, I tell, to, I, I'm, I'm being honest there, I tell my kids that there's a switch in you before your game. You switch, you just turn, you just turn switch. Mm. Uh, I, I think I get it from this movie, <laughs> you, know, you know, automatically, you know, yeah, by, yeah. By, you know, by default I get it from this movie and it's it's true. I always, when my kids jump on the, on the paddock, because my daughter I used to watch her play netball, she used to be so nice, like on the netball and all these girls used to bully. And I always told her, man, when you when you jump on the, on the, on the, on the, on the court, no one's your friend, you know. There's a switch in you. You've got to turn, turn on. And I, I, I reckon that I've probably got that lesson from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It's, it's a really good life lesson. It's yeah. like you know, just anything you do. Like if you're going to go to to an exam, if you're going to go to work, or you, if you're going to go like do some weights or do any training, you can't go off like a kind of lax. Like you have to mentally turn on the switch or turn your head around or you know. You know, like every this everything kind of links up. You know, the world doesn't meet you halfway, man. <laughs> you got to be there. You know, you've got to. You know, you got to. You got to come to it. Mm. Mm. I've noticed there's there's a couple of quotes in the movie by Lincoln Hawk that to me is what uh, Rambo would have said. 
So there's a, there's that scene where he he tries to get the son and he crashes the truck in the front door of the house and then he gets he gets wrestled. Oh, he sees the old man, the grandfather coming down the stairs, and and Michael's there too, and and the grandfather's just just telling him about you know he will never get a son. He's my son. Blah blah blah. And he says, "Damn you!" And then, and then the camera focuses on um, Sylvester Stallone, and he he, he says, "Damn you!" Yeah, about to go up. But that part reminded me of um, of Rambo. Some yeah, Rambo yeah, yeah, said. you're right. An- another one was we just watched it before when when Lincoln Hawk was talking to the old man about the deal, and he said, uh, "I've got the family. Put the money back in his. I'll yeah. uh, put the check back in his pocket." Says after this, I'm coming for him. Yeah, yeah. So that was another. That was another yeah. Rambo kind of uh, moment. <laughs> yeah. Nice. One of those is kind of he thinks that's ad lib. See that kind of that's acting, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I ad lib that I'm coming for him. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there's not much of a stretch from part two, Rambo part two, there, buddy. You know, that's our ship came into the harbor. There's so many. You know, the thing is, you know, people are going to be listening. And go, Man, what about this line and that? Man, you're like, um, just give us some feedback. Like, uh, what you know, when we when we upload this to online, and that let us know what your what your favorite line was. You know, there's there's there's, uh, there's some there's some killer lines in between. But um, yeah, moving on. This is our uh, our next category. Well, I've only got two left, but this category is the one where we like to make fun of the boys, and we try and um, we try and make sure make uh, match a character from the movie with some of them. Um, so, so this is the solid. This is you, man. I think the most obvious one because he's pretty rough, rough as guts. I'm gonna honestly say Roger. I'll make Roger, Mister Counter Rock, a smasher. <laughs> you know, he's got wild, the wild hair, the love of singlets, oil, baby oil, and he's actually he actually entered the New Zealand Arm Wrestling Championships. Who, Roger? Uh, Roger. Oh, yeah. Really? yeah. And like he's the champ. He, well, the champ beat him. I remember Roger telling me that the champ said to him, like, he's got potential. Yeah. But this is just, just something that Roger would do, eh? Hey, boys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't argue with that, man. Roger, Roger definitely fits in with that guy. Uh, any other characters there? Any other boys you you want to put in the... It's funny <laughs> because if someone says, oh, you know, this guy, that's Mike. Then we're, like, oh. uh, we're going to be disowned, man. We're going to come back and someone smashed all the, um, all the podcast gear. <laughs> he's all, all going to do the next one. Go, Where's Danny? Oh, no, he's not up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, nah, but, yeah, it's so funny because we always, we see characters in movies and we go, oh, man, that's, that reminds me of one of my boys, you know, that... This scene, I think there's, the cool thing about this movie is there's only really five main characters. That's it. No one else. You know, there's no other sub-characters or any other subplots here. It's just a normal straight plot and just all about the meaning. So with that done, we're up to our last our last category to wrap it up. Is this in the PI uh, Late Returns Hall of Fame? And where does it stand as a Stallone movie to you boys? Um, I'm going to kick it off with you, uh, Stace. Where is this? Where is this? You know, when it comes to, we've already, we've, had, we've done Bloodsport. Uh, we've done Commando. Where does this stand? You know, is this is this up there? Is this is this getting um? Is this top ten? Yeah, it's it's right on the borderline for me. I, of the three movies that we've done, I probably put this third um, in terms of watchability. Which ones I would choose to watch? It's interesting now that I've watched it now and and just listening to you guys talk about it. There's a lot more deeper meanings involved in uh, over the top than I originally realized. So you know, maybe it is a, a top ten movie. 
um, just just on you know reading between the lines and understanding some of the deeper plots and the character development to, which you guys touched on. So I, I'm going to say I'm going to say yes, it, it is a Hall of Fame. But in terms of Stallone movies, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm a huge fan of the Rocky uh, franchise movies. Yeah. So I'd put them ahead. Rocky Four is my favorite Stallone movie, and Rocky Three is second. So I put probably this one as the third best third best movie. Well, over over Assassins. Rambo. <laughs> yeah, over those Rambo's, I'd rather. Man, that's that's a big call, man. Oh. You know, first blood is like that's a real drug. That's him showing his chops, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like his his acting chops and that that, that story is amazing too. You know, but yeah, we yep. might have to do add that onto the future of use Rambo because I didn't really rate it that highly. I'm, I know I'm in the minority there. Yeah, but um, yeah, the Rocky franchise movies for sure. And, and higher, Rocky and Rocky 3, higher than Dread? <laughs> <laughs> I think we touched on when he started getting uh, Stallone's movies. Yeah. yeah. I think those yeah. are the ones you're talking about there, yeah. Cobra. Cobra. Well, Cobra's, well, that's another one. You know, yeah. Cobra, that's one uh, where you go, you, you like the car and all that, but when you look back and I'm like, oh, that's a tough watch, man, you know? <laughs> it's like how, how we just finished watching Highlander, but that's a different... Dance, bro, you? Uh... Yeah, in terms of uh, top 10, I'd say it'll be in my top 10 uh, for Pacific Islander Hall of Fame. Yes, definitely. Probably just, maybe. Just speaking on um, behalf of uh, maybe all the other, our, our father's generations and mm. all that, you know, they could probably, the pro in, in, into, will be into this movie because of the uh, action scenes with the, you know, arm wrestling and that, but all the lessons, they're probably for rubbish that. <laughs> no, no, you know, it's funny, like, um, you know, I was, so, I, I was with Tully, I was with Tully last night and this was his, Oh, sorry, tell us if I named you. But um, he was talking about this was his dad's favorite movie, and oh, he nice. couldn't he couldn't understand why it was. And we were watching, it and tell he was like, "Oh, it's just a father theme here, mm. you know, um, of just him, you know, him and his dad, you know, they're gonna get through this together." And eventually, you know, the son is finally he's trying not to do his own thing, but in the end, <laughs> the father's always right. <laughs> <laughs> you're always gonna, right. you're always gonna end up <laughs> here, all, boy. And, yeah, that's right. The son is always gonna come back. Your kids are gonna come back to yeah. you, bro. Yeah, that's to right. the dad, yeah. it's gonna come back to you're the gonna dad. come in. You can go to the world you and learn all your long social status and all that stuff. <laughs> but boy, you'll be sleeping under my roof. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be sleeping in this truck tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta learn a lesson, boy. This is how to get a sore neck by sleeping up, right, bro. <laughs> Bet you want to be with your granddad now, eh? Nah. No, but I reckon, yeah, this is probably one of the top tens for me, uh, in terms of Stallone's, Stallone movies. Um, yeah, it's probably up there. I'll probably, um, no, I'll probably put, uh, Rambo and the Rockies before this one. But like, like Stacey said, man, it was, um, just to watch it again. Wow, I got, I was really into it, me eh? Too, me you too, know, man. last night I just watched it. And I haven't seen this movie for years. And I watched it last night. I was just so into it. And it's just, you know, um, but yeah, that, that's, that's me. Yeah, you know, definitely this movie is in the Pacific Island Hall of Fame. You know, hey, before you go, we're gonna make a just going forward because if we do every movie we're gonna do, we're gonna try and add to. Should we make like a top 25? You know what I mean? Pacific call. Do we add it to yeah. this? Mm. Hey, well, so we'll True. set a number, we'll set a number because True. every movie we're gonna go, yeah. oh yeah, well, that's a Pacific, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and again, suddenly there's a hundred movies in this Hall of Fame. Should, <laughs> we just yeah, try and restrict yeah. it, so we'll we'll vote in and we'll vote out. Movie, so you know the first twenty-five we do, that'll be you know us, and then from going forward, we'll vote and see. We'll put up each movie, and then we'll get people, the listeners, and us to vote out what belongs in those top twenty-five. Yeah, nice, what do you reckon, nice. boys? Eh? Yeah, nice. Good. So, like so, sorry to cut in there, Ken's, but yeah, back to you, bro. 
Yeah, this movie def- definitely ended up surviving the Hall of Fame. Along with Bloodsport, we did before and, and Commander. Oh, of course. This is definitely. Definitely. You know, as far as the Sylvester Stallone movies, as, as, a, as a side note, um, you know, in the 80s, that era of action <coughs> movies, the main actor's last name was always on the front covers yeah, of all yeah. the video stores. Oh, in those times, um, it was like, it was that name recognition, eh? Mm. Like, yes, Stallone, you had Schwarzenegger, you had um, Van Damme. And you didn't have to, you could, you could put out anything, just have their last names on the mm. on the video, and then, you know, it will we'll be straight away booked out at the video store. So, you know, I mean, for me, I'm a big uh, Rambo fan. For me, First Blood will be up there, my, my, my best all-time Sylvester oh. Stallone movie. But I will put this in there, maybe top five Stallone movies. Yeah. Nice. I actually, sorry, boys. I should have cut. I should have brought up, uh, brought up all the Stallone movies because there's, there's probably some gems in there where we don't. Mm. Well, I don't know if there's any other ones in there because you know he he owned the eighties, owned the eighties, and and plus Rocky and that. But I don't know if they've had any movies recently. Or Creed is that a is Creed a Stallone movie? Is that a movie? Or was it was it the? Uh, I um, think the question is: Is that a Rocky movie? Yeah, yeah. it's not. It's yeah. not a Rocky movie. Eh? Mm, yeah, no. yeah. Well, no, yeah. For me, do you have anything else to add there, Mara? Well, um, for me, yeah, definitely. Like, there's, there's a reason why we've. We've picked this movie because we know that that's, it's it's something that we would put highly. I think over time we'll tell the more we go into it when we start getting into the 30s and 40s whether it's still going to be in our top 25. Mm. And I, mm. you know, um, I guess we it's because we haven't touched on any. There's so there's so many movies that we're gonna going forward that we're gonna touch on um, and that we're gonna really go into depth about. So um, you know, for now over the top, you're in the top three at the moment. <laughs> but um, as a Stallone movie, um, I'm a big Stallone guy too. I watched all his movies. I watched Rocky Four. Um, Statesman. I watched Rocky Four at St James. Oh, you wow! Yeah, man. and I remember going into town and I saw the photo because remember back then they didn't have they I, they couldn't print a big posters in that, mm. so they had people do the drawings, like the paintings of it, and I saw the two gloves coming together, the oh, yeah. um, Russian, the 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 flag and the American flag, and yeah. man, I went. That's when I went. Oh my gosh! It's about to, you know, my mum. My mum's taking me and my brother and my two cousins to watch rock. And the the opening scene, man, I was like, oh, you know. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, over the top doesn't is in terms of Stallone movies. It's it's up there. Mm-hmm. It's a, I'm gonna classify it as like if you really wanna like if you want a a, a feel good movie, you know, yeah. you have those terms, yeah. you know, feel good. This is a this yeah. is a this is an awesome feel good movie. If you're feeling kind of down or you feel like you know. Mm. Like you could watch it with kids, or watch, watch it with, like, say you get visitors from Samoa or something. You know, oh yeah, uncle, we'll watch this movie. They won't have to understand the dialogue, but they'll get the actions of the movies. You know mm. what I mean? So that's where it stands for me. But yeah, for for now, of course, it's in our in our, in our um, back of the one three five um, late returns um, Hall of Fame. But um, only time will tell if it's gonna still be there. So yeah, man, sucks. Um, that was a that was a. I had a really good time, boys. Um, good. Good time catching up with you guys. Uh, miss you, dudes. Um, just to the listeners as well. If there's a movie that you think that we could, um, that that you think we could, that we're probably gonna miss out on, or something you could suggest, uh, just send it in. Um, just put it on our um, Instagram page or on the West West Network page. Before I leave, boys, do you want to say anything, uh, Stace? Yeah, no, just that I really enjoyed this movie um, the second time around that we've rewatched it for the podcast, and I didn't realize how many underlying deep issues they were involved so <laughs> it was it was actually really um surprisingly more enjoyable now yeah. than it was for me as a kid because i yeah. i there were some characters like we talked about the son who i wasn't a huge fan of and then you when you watch it again and you see 
sort of understand some of his underlying issues and why he was like what he was. Um, I, I just got a lot more enjoyment than I thought I would. I thought it was just uh, basically an arm wrestling movie, but it's not. And there's some far deeper issues at play. So I, I know Stallone is he's quite good at that stuff. And I found a lot of comparisons with the Rocky franchise as well, which I was a huge fan of. Just, you know, that similar sports movie and it's an underdog who's good at one thing, similar type scenario and some touching scenes and interesting family dynamics. So I thought there was massive comparisons with that. And, you know, the Rocky movies were what, um, you know, far better received and he won a lot of critical acclaim for it. So I think that's why he did a, a similar movie trying to go back to the well and hoping to hit lightning in a bottle twice. It wasn't as well received, but I still enjoyed it. So I thought it's a really good movie. And if you haven't watched it, any of the listeners out there, give it a try. It's uh, it's a good watch. Hey, I just wanted to bring up, uh, we were talking before about uh, Michael Cutler's name. And, um, <laughs> I just want I just want um, Cameron to uh, say something about this because it's, it's, it's a good, funny point that someone might enjoy. <laughs> yeah, because we, before we started, we were trying to figure out like why the Jason Cutler hate Lincoln Hawk so much. Was it obvious that he was like, the deep big truck driver guy marrying his daughter? Was it the fact that having been married, Michael would take the Hawk last name? Which would mean his name would be Mikey Hawk. Mike Hawk. Mike, Mike Hawk. Hawk. You, know, you know what? I think this is the gin. Firstly. Firstly. Mike Hawk. Mike Hawk. <laughs> calling, calling Mike Hawk. Mike Hawk. Are you there? You know, imagine being at the back of the thing. Mike Hawk! <laughs> Put your hand up, Mike Hawk. <laughs> Put your hand up. Mike Hawk is Mike Hawk, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> you know what? Firstly, shout out to Daz, man. Thank you for this cucumber and lime, Jim. Hey, mate. This, this could be pa- our sponsor, bro. Yeah, we're the biggest this could be our sponsor, bro. <laughs> you got to try it out. Um, Stace, we're, we're trying the Odd Company... Cucumber and lime gin and sparkly water. So that's why um, you probably... <laughs> I don't think we'd usually laugh as hard as that joke. <laughs> but, okay. but we've already down a few of these. I think it's only us laughing yeah. about this joke. <laughs> Call him my cock. My cock. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's why, why the grandfather was like that, but yeah. uh, Cam, I think you might have written a, the the plot to the prequel of... Uh, <laughs> Over the top there. <laughs> we were talking about it, and we were wondering the same question you had, um, Eyes, about why, what were his reasons? And we'll, he had a conversation there in the movie with his son, and his son asked, asked him, why did he leave? Oh, and yes. he said he had his own reasons. And his son said, well, that's, that's, not, an answer. that's not an answer. Yeah. And he still didn't give him a good answer. So we were talking about it and just wondering why we should put, uh, come up with our own theories. Yeah, we, we forgot about that. Yeah, sorry, you're right. There's Because he can't. He doesn't give it. There's a no def- definitive reason why he left. Well, he says, "I had my reasons." What are those? You know, did you sleep with the grandma or something? You know? <laughs> yeah, because that's yeah. why the grandfather. Was that's why he really hated him. Yeah, hated so, him. Yeah. And like the grandmother's not there, so maybe they took off. Yeah, and maybe she's still in the background yeah. somewhere. And I, I, I heard this real interesting sort of theory on that as well about why the why he left. So the, the grandfather, he's like super rich and he's got all this money, but he's supposed to be a truck, uh, own his own truck company. Yep. So like they're saying that he couldn't have accumulated that much wealth where he can offer $500,000 to pay him off, pay for his private school tuition, live in a mansion, give him the state of the art truck that he tried to give him as a, to, uh, pay him off as well. And that the grandfather was actually the one who was transporting drugs and doing drugs. 
Ooh. He was a drug dealer. That's how he got all his wealth. Ooh. And then Stallone was un- unknowingly transporting drugs in his in his uh his own truck, and that's sort of how he oh he, he confronted he her me. Yeah, he was in prison, yes. and uh, and that's sort of how the drug story where the son brings it up says, "Oh, we well, used to still transporting drugs." Yeah. Oh, nice. But that's another prequel. <laughs> were, were you were you wearing were you wearing your tinfoil hat when you said that one? <laughs> <laughs> nice, no, it wasn't not my theory. Dip. I'm not going to take credit for it. It's something I heard um when I was trying to do some research for the podcast. But I was like, oh, okay, that's a bit deep. No, nah, like I was theory with the grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go with that one, okay? I think that's more. <laughs> that's the R A T. But you know, it's funny. No, that one is amazing because the wife didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was still saying, "Oh, my darling," to yeah, Lincoln on the phone. Hey, hey honey. Yeah. Hey, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's I like, "Seen you for twelve years, but <laughs> hey, honey." Have you talked to your your mom yet? You'll be writing her letters. I'll be intercepting your letters too. <laughs> Anyways, nah, man. Thanks, thank you, boys. I had a, that was a really was, good. That was a good one, man. I love this one. Um, obviously, we're gonna have to go out with the greatest song. Uh, actually, one just one more thing: the soundtrack. Is this one of the greatest movie soundtracks? Where is it for you in top five? Because there's three bangers on this that you think you know. I think I've just noticed that now, this time around, watching the movie for yeah. the podcast and listening to the songs. That, because when the songs came on, I was like, "That's right, fuck, doesn't mean so." And I was yeah. singing to it like yeah. I yeah, already knew it. You knew the lyrics, yeah, exactly. yeah. And um, and then it made me actually go onto YouTube and actually. And listen to the whole soundtrack, yeah. and and you're right. There's some good songs in there, and mm. classic eighties songs, eighties music. So eighties. Yeah. You know what I reckon? I reckon that the um our movie review, review um podcast here should make a compilation. Oh yes. Of a movie and soundtrack. Add it to the one three five playlist. If they, oh yes. Oh, that's what they let us, Asens and uh, <laughs> and Linda. I think she they let me in, but I was a bit too mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, a bit too shy. Especially yeah. with that song, but yeah. anyway. Oh, shout anyways. out to the girls. What about you, Stace? What, this is like Rocky Four, and Rocky Four's got a mean soundtrack too, man. You know, I like listen to all those Hearts on Fire and Coming to America. I mean, uh, was Living in America, all those kind of. Where does this hold up for you? This is a this is so eighties. Such an eighties soundtrack, Eels. Yeah, it's awesome, mate. I, I, that was one thing that really came through when I rewatched it again is how awesome the the songs are. So I'm gonna have, might have to go on uh, iTunes and buy me a copy of that soundtrack. But um, it's interesting. I think Cam's brought this up earlier, where he talked about uh, Stallone's thoughts on the movies on the um, over the top, and he, I don't think he was happy with the soundtrack. So one of the changes he said he'd make, um, is he says he said he wouldn't use a never-ending stream of rock songs, but scored music he would have used instead. So I don't think that he was happy about it. I think the soundtrack started to override the movie in a lot of ways. But mm. another weird uh, factoid which I heard, and I just saw one of the, these other guys um, when I'm researching the pod, they thought that Kenny Loggin, so he's got that song, Meet Me Halfway, and on Top Gun, he's got Danger Zone on there. Oh, and they thought true. that they would have been better if those two songs got swapped. Oh, so you know, meet me halfway across the sky would have been good for Top Gun when oh. um, Goose gets killed, mate. And um, Danger Zone, he's talking about you know revving up your engines and all the rest of it. He's heading mm. into the Danger Zone, which is where yeah. the the, the uh, finals of the Armory League. You're, you're coming off some pearlers right now, there. Uh, <laughs> hey, nice. And you know, and Kenny Loggins, man, he owned. I mean, he's oh, got mate, he's, he's got foot loose. He's got mm. Footloose, you know, so he's on... Yeah, Footloose, so he's, he's the soundtrack master. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, you know, us, we're all you know, Kenny Loggins fans anyway, so... But that's another... That's when you do your Footloose um, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Look how many views. 
Oh man, that's thirty-three. Wow, thirty-three million. That's a lot of. Uh, that's people putting on replay while they're doing their trainings. Anyways, man, <laughs> boys, thank you. Um, thank you again. Um, enjoyed this one. We're gonna go out in style, and we're gonna go off Kenny Loggins to meet me halfway. So yeah, just um, on behalf of me and the boys, part of the West West Network. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening, and um, yeah, tune in and listen to our other um, affiliates. Listen to our other podcasts that we have. Back at the one three five, the one three five playlist, um, the counter rock. There's so many, but. Um, yeah, if you're not following us, follow us. Cool. Yeah, well, we'll be back. Thank you, boys. Thanks, Dice. Shot, boys. Shot. Cheers, boys. <laughs> Can the real Mike Cox stand up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for my son. <laughs> oh, that, that beast, man. Oh. Yeah. When I've got the future. Yeah. The Ray Bands. Yeah.